Hi, I'm Thomas Cross Hoops, and I'm a seeker of truth. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. In my pursuit of truth, truth found me, and now I can't stop following him. Join me and my guests as we pursue truth together. It's becoming my catchphrase, but I'm excited to have Tracy on. Um, She is the senior prophetic leader of The Resting Place, and she's the director of the Jesus Lab, which is coincidentally where I am currently going to a Bible school through my church. I love it. Um, She's an amazing woman of God, mother, wife, prophetic leader, and I'm really excited to have you on, Tracy. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And the, the first thing I just, you know, you, you just exude um, love and peace and joy when people meet you, carry yourself with your relationship with the Lord in such an awesome way. Mm-hmm. And it's transparent for all to see. And um, the one thing that came to mind, the question I had when I mm-hmm. wanted to have you on was, why is the prophetic so important to you? Because you set your whole life according mm-hmm. to the prophetic. Like you, you set it like a clock. And I wanted to just ask that. And if that means going all the way back to the beginning or whatever you want to share, I wanted you to break that down for us. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's how most of us actually uh, come into the kingdom, right? You know, God calls us. He pursues us first. It says in the word, right? Uh, we think we pursued him, but he actually pursued us. And um, my specific journey just began with the voice of God. Um, I heard the voice of God speak to me before I knew him. So I didn't, I didn't come to the Lord until I was an adult, until I was like 26. And so, um, yeah, it was, it was really cool. I'm, I'm excited that I have that testimony. Um, I didn't recognize that it was him, right? Because in John, um, 10, 27, I believe it says that sheep know my voice, right? Uh, so as believers, we recognize this voice, but when you're not a believer, you might be hearing the voice of God and not know it. No, it's God. You may not recognize that that's him speaking to you. So that was certainly my case because in Acts two seventeen, uh, the scripture says that he, he poured out his spirit on everyone, everybody. So it doesn't say he poured out his spirit on believers, it says that he poured out his spirit on everybody. So that included me, thank goodness. Um, and that's how I was introduced to God, basically. He spoke to me. And uh, I thought I was crazy. I thought I was crazy. So I was like, what is this? What's happening? And so it was an, an exciting time to to just even go back and realize, oh, that was God's voice. So that's cool. Um, but so I almost actually, like now where you find yourself now, you can look back mm-hmm. and see the development in your gifting and calling mm-hmm. because you know where you are now, obviously. And that's cool. So you can look at your history and see, Oh, those are all those places yeah. that I yeah. was hearing. Okay. Yeah. Before right. I even became a child of God, you know, or a believer, but, um, yeah. So I actually became really passionate about the prophetic, um, as I was, just new, I guess, in discovering what it means to have the gift of prophecy in your life as a believer. I didn't have any mentors. I didn't, the church I was going to, um, yes, uh, you know, believed in, you know, hearing the voice of God, but I didn't have anyone 
helping me understand mm. how that all works. Like, how does that actually work? And why is, why is it important? So I stumbled on a lot of things mm. um, and just learned by what not to do. <laughs> so I, yeah. I did all the things. I did all the things that you're probably not supposed to do just in <laughs> learning and growing and how to go. I think I'm hearing this and now I'm going to take this and do something with it kind of, you know, awkwardly. Uh, and that's when I just had a passion and I said, you know, I think it would really help people if they had an understanding and a context and a community to help develop themselves mm to understand why prophecy is important, how we use it, why God wants us to have it, what's the practical application. I think that's the most helpful to people is they don't realize how practically, you know, the, just the practical application. It can seem really theory-based theory, theory of like, yeah, yeah. we kind of hear God, you know, for me, I started out thinking, you know, will you hear God through the Bible, which you do, right? Because mm -hmm. the Bible is, it's its not a piece of paper. It's not a religious text. It's a living, yeah. it's the living God, you know, exactly. it's the bread of life. So you encounter his voice through his word, but that's just one dimension. So I feel like there's a lot of believers just stuck in like uh, a one dimensional experience with hearing God. And so I, I just became passionate about believers discovering all the dimensions. There's so many. And so, uh, and, and realizing again, that there, there needs to be a community because people are having experiences, but they don't have a grid for it. And they're like, I just feel like I'm weird, which is kind of how I felt most of the time is like, I guess I'm just weird. I'm the weird and wacky, you know, person. So that's kind of how it yeah. began for me. But to answer your question, why is it so important? Right? That's your question. Why is the prophetic yeah. so important? Yeah. Um, well, because it's it's a gift that God gave us, first of all. Like, um, how precious is that, that he gave us complete access to his heart and his mind, you know? So I think that's why it's important. If we want to be doing what the father's doing and saying what the father's saying, we got to know what he's doing and we got to know what he's saying, you know? Um, and so that's why I feel like it's just, it's super important. And um, it unveils, it unveils identity and destiny. Yeah. A lot of what we do, a lot of the work that I see happening and a lot of the, the um, miracles that I see happening within just prophetic community is the dignity restored to a son or a daughter to record for them to recognize I can hear my heavenly father. I actually hear him for myself and for other people. And that's super exciting. And it, it restores their dignity. Imagine, yeah. and I'm sure, you know, you might have, listeners that have that scenario where maybe they've never met their mom or their dad. Like imagine having their voice restored back to them in their life. Yeah. Like there's so much weight, weightiness to that, being able to hear the voice of your father. So yeah. that's the importance of it. And one of the ways that you 
in you know this season of your life as you've grown and matured you're part of um the resting place you know leadership mm-hmm. and you you direct or you're in charge of these activation workshops mm-hmm. i think they're almost monthly or bi-monthly they're you know i i was excited to, during covid got to go to a few of those mm-hmm. in a row and i find that part of the prophetic the good thing i enjoyed about it was um it causes you to be more intentional so if you're growing and learning in the prophetic, you're going to these activation shops mm-hmm. where you can practice in a safe place yeah. and learn about it. It also, you know, you're going to learn to bless others and hear God's voice, but it helps you be more intentional with your own walk mm-hmm. and, you know, learning to foster those gifts and, and that importance that, you know, some people have this idea that the prophet or prophetic is the prophet, but that, you, you know, you're very, God poured his, you know, his spirit out on all flesh. Yes. Everyone can prophesy. Yes. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't have to be a, your spiritual gift, the Holy Spirit. Yeah. He can speak to it through all of us. And you, you just do that over and over. You, mm-hmm. you gently help people see that, that it's not witchcraft. It's not weird. You can hear God and you can share what he's you know speaking to mm-hmm. your heart. And, and I love it. I love those activations. So yeah, you can, um, Definitely share a little bit more about those later, how anyone in our area can get involved mm-hmm. and do all that if you want. Yeah. But I've been blessed by going and um, definitely something, you know, I always grew up sort of hearing about it on the missions field and seeing some different things. So maybe I had more exposure mm-hmm. than others, but um, it was something sort of I would take and leave. I'd kind of pursue it sometimes and let it go sometimes. And now it's like, yeah, I like how you model that it should be part of our daily life. Yeah. You don't have to put it on the shelf. Um, mm-hmm. And even if that means just encouraging your waitress or waiter and you, you do, you talk about, I'm kind of thinking all the stuff you talked about in your <laughs> workshop. So I do, I enjoy it. And, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, one of the things we talk about um, in our prophetic community is the fact that it's to empower you um, to act on the voice of God in your everyday life. And a lot of people just think of prophecy just like as a ministry skill. And it's, it's not, it's literally for everyday life. So this especially becomes valuable as a parent, you know, as you're raising your kids to be accessing the voice of God for their identity and destiny and to know how to interact with your kids and situations and questions that come up and ways that you can lead them in their life and empower them. Um, it becomes very valuable, you know, it's like Holy Spirit, uh, which is the source, which is why it's not witchcraft, right? Because you have to ask, you know, someone who's operating, like, who's your source, right? Yeah. (laughs) Um, So Holy Spirit, this is a gift. It's one of the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit that's found in 1 Corinthians 12, for those who are watching that want that biblical context. And so, the source is the Holy Spirit, and He's our guide. You know, mm. the Holy Spirit guides us. It, it, the, the Holy Spirit leads us into all truth, and so um, we have access to that in every every area of our life. So it's not just the word. You know, we shouldn't neglect the word and just you know focus on that. It's it's all it's all areas. It's it's well. It's there's a balance. You know, in anything. Yeah. There's a balance. Yeah. And and I guess um, I like how in our school recently, we, we've been talking about dreams and visions. Mm-hmm. And so they can all go hand in hand. Like the prophetic can be in dreams and visions. Yeah. It, it's not just um, yeah. something you hear in your in your in your mind while you're awake. It's, Absolutely. God yeah. God speaks to you when your eyes are closed. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't stop talking just because our eyes are closed, right. you know. 
Exactly. Yeah. And when you were talking, you told the story, I think, about, you know, with your own kids, I think your daughter and how the Lord, you know, like moms always know. And that reminded me of a story when we were in middle school and my mom, the Holy Spirit showed her <laughs> something that my brother had hid. And he was like, how did you know? And she was like, God told me. And Don't like, mess with us moms, man. We have, yeah. we have Holy Spirit superpower of our kids. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's, but that that's what I was thinking when you told your show. I was like, oh, I guess my mom, all moms have that ability, huh? <laughs> yes. Praise good. the Lord. Yeah. So right now it's what, 2023, yeah. um, beginning of April. And I know, you know, a lot of things have, have been developing and going on. What is new um, with your role at the resting place? Mm -hmm. What direction are you going with this prophetic ministry? I'd like to hear a little bit about that. Yeah, too. sure. Yeah, I really feel like, um, you know, where we started, uh, it, it's really cool. You know, it's very supernatural, very sovereign. Um, we literally just started with just a couple of people, honestly, who had a, a desire um, and a passion to grow in hearing God's voice. And so it was just me and a couple other people, uh, who just wanted to explore what that would look like, you know, for us, um, as a, as a church and how can we apply that to, uh, build the body up really? Cause that's, that's how you use it within context of the body of Christ. It's for the building up yeah. of the saints, right? It's for yeah. the encouragement, strength, and comfort. And so yeah. we just started getting super intentional on how to do that. Uh, where it has grown now is we've, we've um, grown these workshops. Really the goal, the whole, the whole goal the entire time was to build uh, a community, uh, specifically for prophecy, because there's different kinds of community, right? You have life groups, that's a community. You have your youth, that's a community. This is a community specifically designed for people to explore prophecy as, as a life skill and have that space to, you know, grow in it and have the safety of making mistakes, right? That's super important yeah. because we're not all going to get it a hundred percent. And I think there's a lot of fear out there that if I don't, I'm going to be false. That does not make you false. Uh, being deceptive or using it for manipulation is what makes it false. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, but putting, you know, your faith out there and risking, you know, that's how we grow. And so just having that environment um, gave us the ability to be able to reach people who really needed that and wanted that and desired that. So now that that has grown and we do, we do those workshops um, like every other month, we have like eight of them a year and I'll share with that later. But uh, what has grown in, into now is it's more regional. So we have other churches um, that I'm currently working with and just yeah. kind of mentoring their leaders and imparting things that I have learned so that, uh, they don't have to go through maybe all the learning curves I've had to go through. So, um, they yeah, can, I was going to say that at the end, I think if, um, if anybody locally or, or even other places wanted more information, I know you have, you know, you've, you'll, you've gone and traveled places to speak, you've done conferences and you work yeah. with local churches to help build this out for themselves. So even if it's somewhere in another location, you could always point them to resources or the right. Yeah, location. absolutely. Yeah. I'll definitely, yeah. Um, share, mm -hmm. share some of your info or your email on, uh, on the website when, when we're done. So 
Mm-hmm. Reach out to you. Maybe you'll be uh, traveling to another state. To yeah, some, it could uh, be. I mean, yeah. we yeah, we've had people reach out from, you know, places like Kentucky, um, down south in Miami, um, and here in the Tampa Bay area. So, uh, you know, it it takes time to really. First of all, I'm my first motive is is just relationship. What is that? You know, for me, it's all about what does this person actually need and. How can I support them? Because I don't have all the answers, right? Right. (laughs) Um, But I think there's a lot of what's exciting to see. What I would really love your viewers to hear is the collaboration that's happening between churches and just the openness. Um, Walls, you know, have come down. And now, like, people are excited to learn from each other and be able to pour that into our brothers and sisters right and so yeah yeah. yeah, i I really see that happening it's a super oh shoot the heck happened sorry phone dying (laughs) what happened yeah i can see okay (laughs) it just went to camera i was like oh shoot what happened i'm so sorry yeah so that's just super exciting and super rewarding um just to see the hunger Um, Mm. that's something that I am seeing. There's a real hunger out there to, to grow and want more of the real thing, you know, uh, that relationship. Yep. And we're talking a little bit about, you know, different, like now you're talking a little bit about growing and helping others mature or other Mm -hmm. churches go in this, but we started out with more individuals learning and just, you know, wanted to at least cover that. What, Mm -hmm. for someone that doesn't know, what does that look like? It's, I think it's. In our training, I always forget the names. It's to upbuild. What does it look like? What does it mean when we say we want to give someone our our server a little prophetic word? It's uh, to upbuild them, to encourage them. Like, just share a little about what it would mean because some people may not know what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Well, again, like I said, it's one of the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. And so we all mm-hmm. have access to that. We're all hard, hardwired to hear God. Yeah. So I think the the first step one, if you will, uh, for those who, who have never heard this before is saying yes, uh, to the gift and yeah. saying, yes, I receive the gift of prophecy from you, Lord, uh, through the whole, through the power of the Holy spirit. I, I want that in my life. I want to be able to access, uh, God's voice and his heart for my life and, and those around me. So that, yeah. that would just be step one. And then, you know, from there, it just looks like uh, the way that I kind of started out is just kind of with my family, you know, mm. with my husband, with my kids, or like my uh, my sisters in Christ that were my friends. I was like, hey, I'm practicing, you know, like to see if I'm I'm hearing right, if, if this is from the Lord. You know, and so if you don't mind, I want to share something that I feel like God was was showing me. And so I would call them up and I would say, I feel like I'm hearing this from the Lord for you. Does this sound right? So that's kind of how I started. And because we we can we can think, oh, I'm just hearing myself. Right. Because God's voice sounds like us. And so, we do that thing in class where you say, put your hand over your head. And if it doesn't sound good to yeah. me, it's because it, that's what I was getting at. What What is it yeah, supposed there, to look like for yeah. them? It's supposed I mean, to encourage, yeah. uplift. There's things mm-hmm. you want to say. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, just if you want to share it's, what, because yeah, if it's on, not, a, yeah. 
Yeah, if it's not doing on. something positive. Sorry, we have a little delay. My fault. Yeah, that's um, okay. If it's not some, yeah, that, so that they know the difference because it's not. You're not trying to manipulate someone, control someone, scare someone, tell someone about. You're literally you're the prophetic word for a normal person. A person is to encourage, uplift, mm-hmm. and help them see how God sees them. That kind of thing. So yeah, that that's what I was getting at. I'm yeah, yeah, because I you know it de- it depends on someone's background and where they came from, whether they've never heard of this before or whether they've heard you know or they've right. experienced you know, the scary prophet comes to town and <laughs> exposes all of your secret sin. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that is not, <laughs> that's not um, the love gift in the new covenant. And so uh, for those of you who have had that experience, I'm so sorry that you've had that, or if you've been hurt by that and that has um, shut you down from, from prophecy. And I just pray that if this podcast helps you find healing in that, it, that's used inappropriately. And those people mm. probably learned to use it that way. Mm. That's out of bounds. That's out of the biblical context that if you go into 1 Corinthians 14, 3, the purpose for prophecy is for the strengthening, the comforting, mm. um, and the encouragement of other people. And so if it doesn't sound encouraging, then that's not actually prophecy. So what happens is a lot of ministers use prophecy in context of discipleship Mm. and relationship and dealing with those dynamics. Mm. It's the word of God that's for the rebuke and for Mm. the discipline and all of those things. And you have to have equity, relational equity with someone to be able to speak into Mm. someone's life like that. So someone that you don't know, you know, from a pulpit, um, calling out my secret sin is, you know, love covers. That's not covering me. That's exposing me. So right there, you're violating the biblical use um, of prophecy. And so I just want to set the record straight. That is not the appropriate use of it. That's completely inappropriate. Um, And I, I, I feel bad for those ministers who, Maybe they just don't know, and yeah. that's what they were taught, and so they're doing what they're taught. So by yeah. any means, am I, I'm not judging anyone. I'm just saying, according to Scripture, according yeah. to 1 Corinthians 14.3, that is not the biblical use in the new covenant. We're in the new covenant. We're in the covenant of reconciliation. Yeah. Jesus paid for it all, you know. It says he fulfilled all the law and the prophets. That's that's one of the reasons to go to these activations, get your hands on some of the books you can recommend, um, grow and learn in your own prophetic community. Because, I mean, I had grown up around it and I I did learn a lot in the activations and I enjoyed, you know, you speaking and teaching because I've always sensed things and felt things and heard things. But Mm -hmm. understanding that what you see or hear is not the gift. The gift is what you give and you, that's what Mm -hmm. you say from the stage over and over. It's not what you hear. It's what you, it's the, it's what Mm -hmm. you say. That's the gift. So God may show you something or you may see something, Mm -hmm. be perceptive and see something, but that's not mean you have to say it. And to learn Mm -hmm. to take that pause. And those are the types of things you teach in the activation. Take a pause. You don't have to say it right away. Um, and then share what God wants you to share. And um, that's important. So. Yeah, absolutely. Many times, and I've done this a million times, is that we are releasing the um, revelation of what we're, what we're hearing from Holy Spirit without the interpretation. Mm-hmm. And so there's a gap, you know, there's a gap yeah. that exists because 
it bubbles up in us. We get excited. We're hearing from God. You get in this prophetic zone and you're like, ah. Um, but, you know, what we've learned just in maturing um, in prophecy is that uh, for everything, there's an appointed time. And so uh, it really is what the Holy Spirit tells you to say that is going to be love for that person. Because, see, this is all about the other person. This isn't about me you know, being excited. I'm hearing God. This is about, this is the love gift of the person that's in front of you. That's what this is designed for. It's designed for them to receive a kiss from heaven, you know? And so if the information you receive is not yet a kiss from heaven yet, maybe this is not something they can handle to hear. You should probably just hold on to that, uh, word for that person if especially if you know them you can just hold on to it that word's not going anywhere you can write it down you can save it yeah. for later uh but the whole goal is is what holy spirit what do you want me to say in this moment that's actually going to cause this person to feel strengthened encouraged and comforted so that that's that's a huge key so this is the first time I had my kids enter the uh, the oh, office. They actually wonderful. we have little we have little baby chicks in my office, and they're trying oh, to see them. And I they want to see the chicks. Zoe is going to come on the podcast soon. I'm going to do a bonus podcast. She just wants to share about Jesus and the resurrection, and she's just such a good Bible um, children's church and BSF Bible student. She loves it, so she's going to come on soon. I'm That's so wonderful. Episode. Yeah, she's excited. She's been asking, but she always asks me right before bedtime. So I'm like, honey, we have to plan this. I can't do it at 8.30 at night because it's your bedtime. <laughs> so I apologize. They were pulling on me. And I'm That's okay. And I haven't had this I didn't happen even yet. notice. This is episode eight, and uh, we've gone far, and uh, it's awesome. fun. Awesome. Congratulations. Um, Nick, um, Caleb Hires is coming out with episode on Wednesday. We, we did ours last Friday, so that was good. So I'm learning each time, but I haven't had to deal with the kids yet. <laughs> so That's awesome, though. Congratulations, Thomas. I'm excited for you. Yeah, I just think it's important to um, give space for different people to share their own experiences and mm -hmm. testimonies and what God's doing now or putting on their heart because there's so many different things out in social media and on the airwaves. And this is something that was on my heart that people are seeking truth and we have the truth. So why yeah. not share it? And um so, so yeah, that's something that um, I think is important. And I, I made a list uh, a couple months ago of all the people I wanted on, and you actually were uh, one of the first female names I had. And I was like, God, like it, we got it coordinated, and, and yes. we'll be out. I think it's uh, not next Wednesday, but the Wednesday after. So okay, I'll post it. I'll make a awesome. little flyer. Yeah, is it going to include all of our awkward, awkward moments, like my camera? Just so randomly I can, I, showing I can cut out some. Oh, yeah, this is just the raw video. And okay. then um, when I put it together and make it to upload to the platforms, I do have to do a little editing. So that one I could cut out. Amen. But yeah, we're definitely on our way because this is just a conversation. Now you can say anything you want. God, yeah. um, God will use it. Um, mm -hmm. There are some specific things I wanted people to hear. So I know um, you probably have a little more you want to share. I just... Uh, you know, the kids a little distracted me, but yeah, this is, um, eight is the of number of new beginnings. And I thought that was cool that you're the first female on my podcast. And, um, you know, I asked you like what a month ago or so, and mm -hmm. we finally got the date that we could do it. And I think there's something to you being a woman leader mm -hmm. that is prophetic in its own right, because 
there are many, many women that just grew up in a time when they didn't believe women could speak in church or women mm-hmm. could share or women could do anything, but, but only speak to women. And, and we mm-hmm. know that that is not true, that Jesus had many women leaders and Paul spoke of women leaders. Yeah. Jesus revealed himself to a woman first and she was the first disciple to share to the disciples or what did Caleb say? Yes. She was the first um, to give the gospel, right? The good news to the disciples. She shared mm-hmm. it. So, so yeah, having you on, um, there's something I saw on your Facebook that I was like, I think I'll let her share about that because that's another key that people can mm-hmm. grow from. You said you're passionate about self-discovery, but perfectly fine about being under development. And I want to know what that means and how could that help others? Yeah, I think that one of the misconceptions I think people have, and I've certainly had them as well, so I, I can relate to this is that when we look upon leaders, uh, we think that they're fully developed, Mm. you know, to the full stature. And, you know, that's not true. We're all at different stages of growing. All of us, Mm. every single one of us. If you're breathing oxygen, (laughs) you know, you're learning something, you're growing in something. Um, And so, but especially so as a leader, because we're we're looked to uh, for answers, right? We're looked to to certain degrees, um, to be able to guide and lead people. And I, I take that very seriously, but I think the most important thing that I've learned, uh, about myself is to invite people into my process Mm. because it gives them permission to be where they are and theirs. And just because, you know, I have a leadership role doesn't, mean I'm not facing my own challenges and I'm not facing right. my own pain and suffering um, and that I have it all together and right. that I know so much uh, because I, I, I just don't, I am yeah. extremely always under development and always wanting to grow uh, and learn how to serve and support better the people that, you know, God places yeah. in my care. So I think it's important for people to even just look at their leaders or look at their pastors and realize, mm-hmm. you know, they're not full, fully developed mm-hmm. until we get, yeah. we all get to, to be with Jesus, right? Um, coming into the fullness of who we're supposed to be. Yep. We're all at different stages in that. I think when you see healthy leadership teams, healthy churches, you mm-hmm. see different giftings and different personalities and mm-hmm you know, you may be strong in certain areas and that's exactly what you're called to lead in, but Mm -hmm. you're going to be growing in these other areas. I know, you know, I just think of you and Caleb and Scott and you're all very different and very Mm -hmm. diverse and, um, something I have not done a perfect job at, but for years, the Lord has been speaking to me about really studying the seven redemptive gifts and there's so much in there. And as Mm -hmm. a body, we all kind of fall into some of those. And, that just means that some of us have different tendencies towards certain inclinations and certain ways we mm-hmm. think or perceive God or hear God and definitely have seen it in scriptures and there's a lot of sevens and they seem to all connect and link. But um, sometimes you, I, in my immaturity, often thought everybody was the same. Like, oh my God, like I tended to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit in gatherings and in worship. Yeah. I thought everybody could. And then I'm like, oh, not everyone hears or feels him <laughs> yeah. quickly. And so they, it yeah. helped me mature to like have more yeah. empathy for others that, hey, my experience is not their exact experience. They might filter it a little <laughs> differently or, you know, you've been vulnerable with some of yours. Like I need to be careful when I'm thinking. My mom has the same problem. I have the same problem. <laughs> yeah. When I'm thinking, my serious face does not look like 
I'm happy, but I'm just thinking. And my mom's the same way. She's the most loving woman I know. And she gets this I know stern look. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know you've said that from the front. Like sometimes you're just thinking and, but it's not on purpose, but then you're like, wait, I can learn to, you talk about when you are giving the prophetic or giving encouraging words to be careful about how you smile or how you think because people could perceive things wrong. So that's things you had to learn and grow in. And those are good shortcuts you can you tell people in the, in the activities. Yeah, absolutely. Stuff. Only 8% like of what we give is actually verbal. Only 8% mm. of a prophetic word is verbal. The rest is nonverbal. So, mm. you know, our body language, our tone, how we carry ourselves, we ourselves, our personality, who we are is part of that prophetic word. You know, yeah. God takes that all into consideration uh, when he's speaking to us. He considers our background, mm. our experience, um, our personalities, you know. Yeah. He takes that all into consideration. So that's really cool. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's something I like how everything you do, you grow in. So when yeah. you do the, you know, and again, there's, there is a difference between the gift of prophecy and the office of prophet and all those things. So there is a place in the church for prophetic words and for, you know, mm -hmm. that's still there. Mainly what we've been talking about is that gift that everybody can share and encourage each other. Now that's mm -hmm. not to say some people listening might have a call to grow and mature into being a prophetic leader in their own ministry mm -hmm. or church. And that's a whole nother game, but it starts with obeying God and, and saying, yes, I am willing to learn and I'm willing to grow. Mm -hmm. and, um, I love hearing testimonies. If you want to share any of times where the Lord's used some prophetic word to encourage or bless or surprise mm -hmm. you with uh yeah, if you have any you want to share. I know I've heard some in activation. Yeah. So. I think, you know, I always feel, I always feel I'm so accidental in these, in these things. And it's funny because I feel so at peace that I'm not the most prophetic person in our, in our church and, and our leadership, you know, and it's cool. I don't have to be right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> But um, just kind of, I guess, some of my um, experiences with just hearing God have been uh, just, I guess, the common thing, because there's so many of them. I'm trying to think of like one or mm -hmm. two. I know there's a there there's definitely um, a standout one that, you know, I'm always amazed at how God uses dreams and uh, I had a, I think I, I shared this um, at our, at Jesus Lab Taste and See, but I had a dream um, about a, uh, just having keys to certain counties. Um, and one of them was Pasco County. And so, you know, the Holy Spirit kind of highlighted um, the number two to Caleb. And he could probably expand on this or correct me if I'm wrong in the details. But uh, the bottom line is it, it this was highlighted to him of having two campuses. Mm -hmm. And so he had come to me and asked me if I had any words or dreams that would just kind of confirm direction for him. And I thought of that dream immediately. I'm a, I'm a dreamer. I have several dreams mm -hmm. a night. But that was the one that the Holy Spirit highlighted. So I pulled the dream up and gave it to him and just through praying and through interpreting yeah. what we perceived that the Holy Spirit was trying to speak to us, he was directing, directing us to Pasco County. And so yeah. that's how we ended up with our Wesley Chapel campus. Yeah. Uh, and that was um, our, our, our second campus or, you know, that, that launched like at another location. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, we had Lugar de Reposo, as you know, but that was at Tampa. So yeah. this was kind of really stepping out. It was kind of scary for me because I was like, oh my gosh, you're going to make this big decision. You know, yeah. I hope I was right, you know, kind of thing, but it's kind of hard yeah. to, you know, deny a dream. You know, yeah. you, you can't mistake like I misheard him. No, I had this dream and in this dream, this is what happened. And so that was, yeah. that was kind of really cool just to kind of see yeah. how God orchestrates, how he speaks, yeah. how he unveils direction and destiny is so fascinating to me. Like yeah. if you're listening and you're not fascinated, like, <laughs> I don't know what's going to fascinate you then <laughs> to, to, to have a dream and then a dream at night and then to actually see it happen that that's yeah. happened so many times, but I'll tell you the, the, the one dream that's the standout for me, if I can share that with you, yeah, uh, cause this is what prompted the book that I wrote legacy collection, but um, it was, and I hope this is encouraging guys. It does not have to be a long dream for it to have a profound yeah. impact because Say that again. Your dream does not have to be long for it to have a profound impact. That's good. I have heard of people's dreams and they're so detailed and I'm just like so jealous. I'm like, <laughs> I wish I had those. I have very vague dreams and it's just like, I don't know what to do with this. But I had this dream back in 2016 and all I remember about the dream is that I was, I saw the Olympic torch and I, this is what I practice. I, when I, as soon as I wake up from my dream, I write down anything I remember and I just ask the Holy Spirit, what do you want me to do with this? Mm. And I heard the Holy Spirit say, I want you to research the Olympic torch. Mm. That was it. I was like, okay. And it's interesting because it started in Berlin in 1936 and <clears throat> And I was getting ready. I was getting ready to make a decision on whether I was going to go to this trip to Germany with Global Celebration. And they were actually going to be going to Berlin. So I even felt like that was direction for me of like, I think I'm supposed to be on this trip. And the, the trip was just a tour of the Reformation of Martin mm -hmm. Luther, going to where he uh, nailed the theses on the door mm -hmm. and where he wrote and translated the scriptures and all this, everything that was surrounding that, that, um, that trip was, that was kind of the main focus. And so, uh, I booked the trip and I didn't have a whole lot of substance other than the research of the dream. And so one of the things I discovered, uh, for those of you who are history buffs or whatever, but, it had never existed before the Olympic torch. As you know, it's part of the Olympic games now is they have this torch relay, right? They pass the torch from one athlete to another and that athlete carries it across till it reaches the cauldron um, that is at the Olympic games and that they take the torch and they dip it in there and it lights the whole thing. It's the start of the Olympic games. It's like this big ordeal, mm -hmm. but how it started was in Berlin. You got to remember the time period. We're talking 1936. Mm. Um, Between the wars. Yeah. yeah. During wartime. And so 
the interesting thing about the cauldron that they built because uh, they wanted, they didn't want the torch being lit by an artificial flame. That, that was their goal. The end goal is how are we going to light this thing without using like a match or whatever. So they built a marabolic mirror uh, and they turn it towards the sun and it creates the flame. And that's how they light the torches and, 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 and pass it on one to another. So it's from a pure flame. Okay, all you prophetic people out there, are you catching anything from that's that? pretty good. <laughs> So I get on the plane, I, I land um, in Germany, and the Lord's like, I'm going to give you the interpretation while you're here. Okay, so it was like just these little breadcrumbs that were leading me along the way. This is my first trip with Georgian and Winnie Banoff. Um, I, we, we were supposed to be the ministry team at some conference. So I'm thinking this little church in Germany, we're going to come in there and we're going to just minister you know, to the folks there, which was awesome. Well, it turns out to be this big, giant conference in Dusseldorf at an arena. Wow. And it's like 6,000 people. And it's like Bill Johnson and Heidi Baker and Cheyenne. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, what's happening? It was <laughs> wild. It was just wild. And so I get the interpretation of the dream. And the interpretation of the dream is that the, the Lord told me that he, uh, the pure flame is the pure, you know, the fire of the Holy Spirit, the mm -hmm. pure fire of the Holy Spirit being passed from one generation to the next. Mm -hmm. And the millennials, God is calling the millennials to lead the way. Mm. And I was just like, okay, all right. And it just so happens that they had a huge focus that year on praying for millennials. <laughs> Not this and coincidence so, in God, huh? <laughs> they don't know me. I don't know them. We know them now. We have great relationship. They're yeah. great friends of the resting place. Georgian's a spiritual father to Caleb, our senior mm -hmm. leader. Uh, but at that time, he didn't know me. I, didn't, I don't know anybody. Literally, I know nobody on this trip. And the Holy Spirit just came over me and I just got so overcome. I could hardly even talk. And the Lord's like the, this dream needs to be released here in this arena. And I'm like, um, okay. Like, how do I obey that? How do I, you know, how do I even do this? And so long story short, um, I end up releasing the dream to, to the leaders that it ended up, you know, getting to Georgian. The dream was released through some blood, sweat, and tears and some just Holy Spirit boldness. Because again, I didn't know any of these people. And I'm just like, originally they were just going to email all the leaders. And I was like, okay, that's great. Awesome. And then I felt this, this fear of the Lord come upon me. I have never felt that since then. It was strong. And the Lord's like, that is not how I want it delivered. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're killing me. Lord, I have to go back to these people that don't know me. They already think I'm crazy. It was total steps of obedience. And I was like, oh, the, the team leader, Stacy, I was like, the Lord's like saying this and I don't know what to do. Um, bless her heart. We, we laugh about it now. 
But she went back. Uh, I was like, but did he read the dream? I kept saying, but did he read the dream? Because I wrote down the interpretation. Uh, but they did. They ended up releasing it on stage. And we ended up praying for the millennials. And it was just such a powerful moment. It was so powerful. And then the best part of this dream was that I got to see it actually happen in real life around the globe, just with different people in different churches and watching these, the, these, this older generation recognizing these millennials who God is calling to step in and, and start leading reformation in the church. And that was super cool, I have to say. I can't hear you. The mic went we down go. on me. There you are. That's funny. My my uh, watch was ringing, and I was trying to. I muted my mic so I could shut it off. Yeah, I'm still learning. So yeah, every week I get better at the whole process of the website, the podcast, editing yeah. at the end. And so yeah, we're praying this one goes great. They did an upware up uh, update on their software, and uh, okay. I did with Caleb was it was really unusable, and I kind of got irritated and. Um, so I emailed the company and they fixed it all. And so, yeah, just God's teaching me to deal with the things that are outside of my control, something I'm not really good at. So, <laughs> but, um, yeah, when, when I was asking you to share a story, it popped in my mind. So I'll share this one real quick. And I, and I do like that you talk about this in our classes. It's like, just, I need to be more intentional in my daily life because when I do make an effort or a focus, I mm -hmm. know I hear God and I know I see God and, one time in um, 2006 or seven, I was in Australia. I spent a week in Hillsong and I was going to a YWAM training school for disaster relief, actually. And I was in a coffee shop and I look up and I see this woman and she wasn't showing. I didn't know she was pregnant, but I just I felt like I was supposed to tell her she was going to be a wonderful mom. So I tell her, you're going to be a wonderful mom. And she starts crying because she just found out she was pregnant and she was scared that she wasn't going to be a good mom. But I had no idea. I just yeah. said it. Like, I just, it was one of those things where, you know, she was on the other side over there by the counter and I just, wow. I just said it, you know what I mean? And it was like, yeah. if I was wrong, I was wrong. But again, like knowing that when you, so for me, I, you did the exercises and our activations. And I think mm -hmm. that's something I'm a little bit better at. Um, when I just write, I've done it in social media or on a mm -hmm. piece of paper. When I'm not thinking, I do better. I just, yeah. it's like, it just comes out of me. I can do a good, um, you know, just a good encouraging word to someone because I'm not thinking and I just let it flow. And that's something I can practice doing speaking, but I definitely, it's easier for me to filter it by writing it. And just how you talk about journaling or writing when you have dreams. Yeah. I think one of the reasons I don't always remember my dreams is I just found out you need to they happen in a certain sleep cycle. And mm -hmm. if you're only getting five hours of sleep, you're not, you're in your second or third sleep cycle and you're not getting them. So I need to go to bed earlier because when I yeah. do go to bed at like 10, I remember my dreams at seven or six 30 when I get up. So mm -hmm. it means I'm in that sleep cycle again. So I think that's part of my problem. I wasn't getting yeah. sleep. So I need to sleep better because I do remember my dreams when I get better sleep mm -hmm. and, um, I need to write them down and I used to journal a lot more. So all these yeah. things going to class is helping remind me just get back in. I've been reading a lot of my old journals lately and man, I was so detailed back when I was going through a lot in Bible schools in 2005, six, seven. And I want to, I want to do that again because yeah. reading back, you can see all the promises God's yeah. answered and all the journals, all the things like, like Abraham has been 
um, talking a lot about the, you know, the, the testimonies. And mm-hmm. so I, one of these, I'm going to record just a testimony because I've been putting it off, but yeah, Jesus has done so much. And yeah. you can look back and see all the times people have encouraged see his me. Mm-hmm. Yep. All the times he's used the prophetic to encourage me. I've actually been listening to a lot of my older ones mm. and um, they're crazy. They're all the same theme. And, you know, visiting um, IHOP and, and visiting a church in Canada, like I have them on record from 10, 15 years ago. And I've been listening to them while we've been in school. And yeah, it's amazing how they encourage you now. And there's a specific right. one. I think I shared it with you, but um, there's mm-hmm. a specific one that I feel like I'm living out right now. And mm-hmm. it, it was literally from 2009 where a worship leader, a prophetic worship leader was telling me my life and like, you know, son, son, you, you've been alone warrior soldier mm-hmm. for far too long. It's there's safety in being alone because you don't get hurt, but God's calling you to a family and you're going to be a part. And, and it's like, that's what's happened. And I told mm-hmm. Caleb last week how I, I remembered, it, you know, in the middle of COVID, we were going to church, going to yeah. Fridays, going to Saturday night. And I remember the first Friday when I heard the Holy Spirit say, this is your church. And I'm like, so it's new for me to like learn to be, my dad was always my only pastor. Yeah. I've always had one church, um, you know, being part of parachurch organizations and why mm-hmm. and stuff, that's cool. But when I came home, I still needed to grow with a community and grow. In Absolutely. And it's, it's been yeah. a process, but those prophetic words from all those times mm-hmm. ago, that's why it's good if you're at a conference, if you're at a Activate, mm-hmm. to write down what God's speaking to you through others. If you can record it on my watch now, you can record it. Record them because mm-hmm. you know, what I did find is sometimes things aren't for right now. And then you listen yeah. to it later and it's like, oh, that's for now. And, you know, um, yeah, just get in the habit of journaling, writing down what people share, record when you can. Because I wouldn't have remembered all those ones. Um, the theme oh, yeah. you remember. I remember the theme. Mm-hmm. But every time you listen to the same, like a new one or the mm-hmm. same one from a long time ago, you get something different out of it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and I told you this before, but I, when I first, I got so many, when I first came back, I was a mess. I was just hurting. I need a lot of inner healing. And I was down at this really cool church in Sarasota. And this, this man that was a uh, visiting from Bethel gave me this word and it was so cool. And I hear it all the time. And, you know, da, 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 this tree of life and, <laughs> So he saw me perk up and he was like, oh, no, 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 son, that's not for now <laughs> that you've got a lot of what and you know what I mean? He was the first person ever. And we talked about this, that a yeah. lot of prophetic words are what's the word there. Um, like you have to partner with them. They don't yeah. just happen. Like if you get yeah, a word they're from conditional, God, like, conditional. Mm-hmm. And so this was like, you know, 2009. And sure, sometimes things can be um, quickened or you, you know, but in God, we always say it, God's time is on time. Yeah. So sure, a lot of things I could have done sooner, but in God's time, I'm now agreeing and partnering with him in things. Mm-hmm. And sure, my marriage maybe would have been better eight years ago if I had listened to God sooner. But now <laughs> we've been prophesied that our marriage is going to help heal marriages. Yeah. And I think you said something similar with your marriage. Like mm-hmm. that's the beauty of it. Sure. Sure. I could have lived a different life, but God uses it. <laughs> and then, you know, like. That's just kind of where we're at. So Yeah. He uses um, all things for the good of those who love him. Yeah. So yeah. you know, he redeems. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So good. And I, that made me think about your husband who I love to death. He took me fishing. And so so your prophetic and your walking with the Lord mm-hmm. has helped your marriage, right? Because you you weren't saved when you got married, right? Oh, yeah, we were a hot mess. Um, <laughs> so share a little bit about that. because We were just a hot mess. Yeah, um, 
you know, both of us had very extremely um, toxic, I guess, behaviors. Um, just very, you know, both of us were very broken people. Mm. And, you know, if you were to to look at our landscape today, of course, everyone would say there's no way these two people should ever even be in a relationship. They need to work yeah. their stuff out. Um, but it's it's just amazing that when God is designing something mm. um, for you, it doesn't always come in the package that you think it comes in because ultimately at the end of the day, God actually used um, that situation in which I met my husband to actually bring me to God because his mother was a believer. Mm. And when I met her, she was the person that wanted that just emulated Jesus. Like mm. she had this peace on her that I wanted so bad. I had mm. never known peace my whole life. And um, I was just, she just, and just the way that she treated me, mm. like I knew Okay, I know that it was a lie, but back then, just hear me out. Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I knew, I knew in my mind back then, and that I was a piece of trash. Like mm. this is literally how I felt about myself, mm. and she treated me like I was a queen. Mm. Okay, she was accidentally prophetic for sure because she didn't even <laughs> probably believe in prophecy, right? <laughs> um, and that's really what the prophetic does, right? We treat people according to their destiny, mm. not their behavior. Yes. Right? The, the prophetic identity. allows us mm. to access their heavenly identity. And yeah. so she always treated me like a queen. And I was like, I was, I, I would always think to myself, she only knew, you know? <laughs> um, but that's what got me excited about like wanting to know more about the Lord. Mm. And so when we had our first child, you know, uh, of course she invited us to church and, and we were, we would go to church with our, with our baby. We were married by then. Um, and they would ask us, you know, do we want to dedicate our daughter to the Lord? And I didn't know what any of that, stuff meant. I mean, we're talking like, literally, I don't know what you mean. What does that mean to dedicate your child to the Lord? And they're like, Oh, it means you, you raise your child in a Christian home. And I'm like, Oh, what does that mean to raise it? What's, what's a Christian home? I think like, a lot of people like yeah. me that grew up in the church forget that if <laughs> you didn't don't. grow up in the church, you don't know what, I mean, th I saw a Facebook thing and I, I'll, I'll let you keep going. I apologize. Yeah. But where they're making fun of all the words and things we say and do that sound crazy to someone that has no idea. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm like, they're singing about the power of the blood. And I'm like, <laughs> what in the world? These people are weird. Lord. <laughs> oh. But yeah, at that time, I was like, I don't want to be like them. I don't want to be a Jesus freak. Oh, no. Mm. I don't know. Like, I tried so hard to run. But the Holy Spirit, God was running after me hard. Like, Absolutely. you can't outrun God, guys. Like, he mm -hmm. was chasing me down. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to be a freak. No, I'm not going to be like this. Uh, but they they did. They asked me all these questions. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. What does it mean to, you know, who's Jesus? I had never <laughs> even heard the name of Jesus. Wow. When I was, like, when when I met my husband and I told him, you know, I don't know who you're talking like what do you what do you mean? Like I knew kind of about God cuz I watched the 10 commandments every year. 
you know, on TV, you know, because TV was my church, basically. Um, I was I was raised on the TV. And I had no grid, no, no understanding or I never heard the name of Jesus. And this is so, in your early 20s? or I was 23. And mm -hmm. so when they're like inviting me to dedicate my daughter to the Lord, like they had to literally go, oh, <laughs> she's never even heard the gospel. Like here I am <laughs> going to their church and they're singing their hymns and I don't have any idea what they're doing or why they're doing it or why they're singing these weird things. Like it was so foreign to me. Um, and it was funny. I tell people all the time, if I can get saved in this church where the, the youngest person was 70 and they played the piano off key and they had one of those directors directing your singing where they went like this, you know, <laughs> I was like, you can get saved anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I did. I, I got actually I'm getting ready to celebrate on Sunday because I got baptized at Easter in 1994. So uh, my husband and I got baptized together. I got saved and um, there was nobody around me when I got saved. It's just, I literally just pulled over to the side of the road and, you know, I had my baby in the back seat. It was a Carrie Underwood song. I believe it's called Jesus Take the Wheel. <laughs> and I was like, Lord, you know, Jesus, if you're real, like I'm going to need some, some help. You know, I don't. I, I just didn't know how to be a mom. And I was, I knew I was a mess. And uh, I said this wimpy prayer, this weak, wimpy prayer. Well, if you're real, you know, I guess you can come. Uh, he took that. He literally took my little itty bitty weak prayer of like, well, you know, with all the doubt that I had, like somehow this ethereal God, Jesus person out there is going to actually transform my life. Okay. Yeah. You know, sure. I'll, I'll, I'll buy the snake oil, so to speak. <laughs> right. Uh, but I did, I got saved and literally was transformed in, in the car. It was supernatural, uh, total supernatural experience, but I had realized this is what I want, uh, people to understand. I had realized I had been hearing God my whole life. Mm. I didn't know it was God. Didn't have a grid for it. So when I got saved, I was like, oh, that was God. That was God. That was God. That was God. Mm -hmm. You know, then yeah. I could recount even as a child how God was with me, you know, mm -hmm. so it's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like back to the beginning when we were talking about it. You now can look back and see where he was the whole time. Yeah. That's, yeah, absolutely. So your perspective has changed. As you know who you are as a daughter and a queen, you now have a different perspective so you can look back and see where the king was the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. It's powerful. Exactly. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a great journey. And, you know, I, if anyone's listening to this, the, the, the numerous of people that are going to be listening to this who are seekers of the truth, you know, your voice absolutely matters. Mm. Um, and I feel like a lot of people can feel like I'm just little me or I'm not a leader or I'm not this or I'm not whatever descriptor you want to put on there. That's not how God sees us. Um, and that's something I really learned. And I, I, I really want to encourage those of us who are more mature to really be intentional to support 
the new ones who are exploring their voice with God because yeah. they really need to be supported and understand like you have something valuable to contribute mm -hmm. to the family of God. Yeah. Every voice is so important. There isn't like a more important, you know, on a scale, yep. like you're less important because you're not a leader or you're let no, like that's not how God sees us. I like, think that's what, an important separation. Like if you come from a traditional old fashioned type church, you have this idea that everything happens on the stage or from the front or the, mm -hmm. leader or the microphone. But no, in, so we're all called to, you know, go into the world in yeah. the nations or the ethnos. It's literally just the people, the cultures, the yeah. your own culture, your 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 gym, your group, your your friends, neighborhood, your neighborhood, yeah. and you're supposed to be able to share your relationship and testimony with the yeah. Lord. And now, add the prophetic, you now can encourage and mm -hmm. uplift and speak life into situations, and it's. I think the word intentionality is huge for me because you could speak into the situation with your flesh and say something wrong. But if mm -hmm. you take a pause and say, what can I say to bless my sister, my son, my friend, my mom right now? Like what would, what is God saying to encourage her? And you take a pause and you say it, it took intentionality because I could have just spoken my flesh and said something in the situation. No, I need to take a break. Let the Lord speak to my heart mm -hmm. and then share that would, you know, maybe she lost her job. Maybe she had a bad, you know, maybe something bad happened. You don't have to speak to the physical world. Ask the Lord, what's heaven's perspective on that? What does God want to say to your mom in that moment? And you'd be surprised. You might get a little word like, remember how God always said he's your provider? I, you know, he, he does the craziest things. And it, sometimes you get something that means nothing to you and you say it. You've done those examples where, does this mean anything? And it like blows their world because God yeah. was showing them with a little picture or a color or something that meant something to that person. So just ask them, does this mean something to you? I like those testimonies too. Yeah. You know, and to be honest with you, um, if someone's just starting out and they just, all, if, what, if all that comes out of them to another person and in your starting out, I really want to encourage those who are just starting out. I don't want you to feel like it's less than because you're just going to say something like God loves you or Jesus yeah. loves you. And you may not feel the magnitude um, of that. What I want to say is it takes practice yeah. to really build history with Holy mm -hmm. Spirit. If mm -hmm. you've never done this and you've never built that history I want you to trust that by stepping out every time, even if it's maybe not quote unquote prophetic, but you've stepped out, you're mm. going to build history with right. Holy Spirit and learn how it feels and how it sounds when you are like what right. I would call in a prophetic zone where you yep. are actually releasing prophecy to another person and it just takes practice so in the very beginning you you might say words that maybe aren't prophetic but they are encouraging right and this is where i think a lot of people don't want to try because they're like i am not prophetic you know yeah. and, and it's that's like what i meant by that intentionality because mm -hmm. if i stop myself from just saying what i want to say hey my yeah. mom lost her job i'm in the kitchen if i pause and even if i'm just thinking what could i say to encourage her the Holy Spirit yeah. will probably put something in your mind. It's, it might not be you. It might not be your thought. Yeah, and you have absolutely. something to say. So just pausing, that's what I meant by that. So yeah, I'm not yeah. saying you have to get some big word, 
But, you know, don't just say what you first think and take a pause. And you'd be surprised. Maybe you'll learn later that was the Holy Spirit giving you those words. And it was just a thought to encourage. Nine times out of ten it's, you know. Because that's training us to be intentional, to look for those positives. Mm -hmm. Because my personal thing might have been to be pessimist. You know what I mean? So it helps retrain (laughs) you to to focus on the uplifting and the good and the positive. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the devil wants us to look at things and speak into Mm -hmm. the worldly realm and not, not look at the kingdom identity of people. Right. He wants us to see what's in our face or react to that rather than respond in love. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's nothing prophetic about seeing dirt, right? You know, anyone can see dirt. Yeah. Uh, But it does take, you know, a heart, the heart of God, you know, of really seeking the heart of God to pull out gold in people that's really going to build them up. So maybe they're not acting their best. And so how about ask, just pausing in that moment, maybe it's your spouse not acting your best. And you say, Holy Spirit, how do you see them? How do you see them? And you take the time to go, you know, I'm ha- I know I could see you're having a bad day, but you know, God really loves your tender heart. You have such a tender heart for people. And I just really appreciate that about you. Like, I know you had and a bad day, but any argument man, that's that just so yeah. wonderful about you. Absolutely. And I just want you to know, I really appreciate that. It's that simple. Like that can change someone's whole day. It will. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's good. That preaches, Tracy. <laughs> yeah. I have to do it myself. Yeah. Because how many of you know, sometimes your spouse be acting like a fool. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Definitely. You know, and prophecy, really, I think of Bethany Hicks says this all the time. uh, Prophecy is the mother tongue of the Holy Spirit. Mm. Because it's, it's, it's breathing life into people, you know. It nurtures. What do what is a mother naturally do? You know, mothers nurture, mothers build up, yeah. mothers support. Yeah. It's the mother tongue mm. of the Holy Spirit. That's that's so true. Yeah, it is. That's so true. Ah, so we have Tracy Irwin. I'm gonna put it on the webpage. So if they do have a question, if it's okay, we can put your email on there. Yeah. We can link to the church so people can see the resting place. Um, definitely, obviously, Tracy is open to local speaking engagements or things like that. She'll pray about, obviously, but I know, mm-hmm. you know, the right people would reach out to you. Cool thing about podcasts, I keep saying it, two years from now, a whole different group of people will have heard the same yeah. word because generally you go backwards when you start listening to someone you like. And as this one grows, we're going to get new mm-hmm. audience members. So who knows when they hear this, but uh, yeah, God absolutely. Is and, and so there will be a link on the website to reach out to Tracy directly um, or find out about local activations we have at the resting place. Yeah. If you're local, Jesus go lab. to, uh, yeah, go to yeah. uh, counterprophecy.com. That's simple. If you're local and you want to grow and you want to find a community in the Tampa Bay area, EncounterProphecy.com. You can and find we, out all the information. It's not just the resting place. Explain people from various churches. Come yeah, it's for it's for it just anyone. Have to be, yeah, it's yeah, not like they're trying to take you to their church. This no. is to bless the body of Christ. And yeah, we have pastors come. from other churches that come. So mm-hmm. you know, anyone's welcome. If you yeah. have, if you want to build a team, bring your team. You know, yeah. why re- try to reinvent the wheel? Like uh, we've, yeah. you know, we've been doing this model. Um, on six different continents, and we've seen 
um, thousands of people and hundreds of churches transformed through this model of really um, equipping people to act on the voice of God for their er everyday life. So just they just have to go to EncounterProphecy.com and all the information's there. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. And yeah, I'll make sure I'll grab all the links. I'll build it out. And so what I wanted to say is this is not have to be the only one. Um, you're welcome anytime. Okay. And if you ever have a specific word or something you want to come on with, um, you know, I look forward. I know Pastor Joel's like, I want to come on once a month just so we can talk about God. So um, you're <laughs> I love him. Come and yeah, um, it's it's he's prophetically part of the reason I did this. I shared some of the things God was doing with me. And mm. The second time we had coffee, he's like, all right, let's buy the domain names. Like he didn't let me, you know, I knew for a while I was supposed to start this for, come a on. but um, I had all these lies in me, you know, I wasn't yeah. good enough with God. I wasn't good enough. And a lot of uh, what I was growing in, in the Jesus lab and just going yeah. through the, 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 the different weeks of, it's sort of like a, a Bible school I went to with YWAM where every week is a different topic, but it's at a different time of my life when I was able to just really read the teachings in the Bible yeah. and everything goes together. If you're in the area and you need to grow in the Lord, I recommend the Jesus lab. It's a great place to just grow in your yeah. identity. Um, where can they find more about that? What's the website? The G um, the lab dot com. And so, you know, just growing, going through it and really God kind of, breaking off some of those lies in my identity mm -hmm. it was like, okay, so, so here we are. And this is a podcast that I feel like I'm supposed to do. It's going to, it's not, uh, not a quick blip. I even uh, told God, I was like, oh yeah, I'll just start a small podcast. And he said, no, if you're going to do it, you're going to do it right. I want you to develop it. I want you to grow it. I want yeah. you to invite the guests and have good, good, good material. Yeah. And come so, on. um, so yeah, everyone's different. I'm learning, I'm growing and um, I'm excited. So you're you should invite them to I'm your sure. graduation. I've, I just invited my family. My mom and dad are coming. Yeah, we're we're doing the five hundred dollar giveaway. Be, yeah, this will be mid April. So, if anybody yeah. wants to come learn more about the Jesus Lab in Tampa, and they can come on May second, go to the website and register because the room will get full. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're giving away five hundred dollars tuition. We're waiving the fifty dollar yeah. application fee. So, yeah. if you're interested in going yeah. to a school that's going to equip you in prophecy. Um, deepen your conviction of your identity in Christ. Jesus yep. Lab is definitely and a the good reason place to... I can say anybody within a couple hours of Tampa would enjoy it is it's just one night a week in the in the lab, yeah. and the rest is all self paced for the week. Uh, homework, yeah. reading the Bible, reading some books, yeah, and watching a video teaching, and it is well Holy Spirit planned out. It's really good. <laughs> I am a advocate. Obviously, I'm wearing the resting place hat. And, <laughs> Going and I'm a pastor's kid. I've been to multiple Bible schools, yeah, but you you know, have. there's something about taking that time mm -hmm. to intentionally go through this topic again, because that that's a theme in my life. And I definitely appreciate where I'm at now is that God loves you and accepts you as you are, but we've got to grow what you said that it's my. Yeah. Your microphone cut out. Mouse hit the mute when I grabbed that paper. Yeah. yeah, I just want to encourage anybody, wherever you find yourself, that's why I was so in love with all these Brennan Manning books and Abba's Child. Yeah. And because my heart needed to hear this over and over and over again until I got it. But 
wherever you find yourself, God loves you and mm-hmm. accepts you as you are, but he doesn't want you to stay there. He yes, wants you to yeah, go from glory yeah. to glory. Yeah. He wants you to mature. He, he, his desire is that you grow and mature into a leader because all believers are supposed to be leaders so we can take the next set of new believers and walk them through their yeah. discipleship. And, you know, a, a church is not healthy if it stays the same. It should be growing and outgrowing and people should be leaving to start their own ministries. And so that's something the resting place does a great job of, of just allowing people to grow in their giftings, to start the calls and ministries they have. And I appreciate that so much. Well, I've definitely seen so much growth in you, Thomas, from even just the first time I met you when you started coming to First Friday. God, it's you've been so yielded to the Lord. You've been so surrendered and obedient. And I've just seen how much you you're just growing up into all the things that God has for you. Mm. It's just been a real joy to see that. You know, I just see that on your life. I'm so grateful. I appreciate that. And I think he's done it in the right time because I'm in that season where it's like, oh, you know, I need to be a better husband. I need to be a better father. So to get you to that place where you no longer believe those lies that you're not. Yeah. And you say, no, I am perfect as I am. And now I can work on those things he's showing me in a safe place without feel because what happened in the past was you'd run mm-hmm. away in rejection you'd run away in fear or shame you'd go to bad behaviors because god was putting his finger on something yeah. that didn't line up with him but to be in a safe place to know when he wants to rub on something and show something that he wants you to adjust or change your thinking on it's not in a place of fear or rejection it's right. a place of love and of security so, of security yeah. and so yeah just just separating our own behavior from our love from God is huge and it takes a, a lot of of rethinking and yeah. repenting to get there I think you know and so yeah well, you've done such a great job with such humility and um I just really appreciate you well I love you and I look forward to uh the next season and I can uh, if it's if you you know it's getting over an hour so I know you probably have other things to do but I wanted you to know you can come on anytime and awesome I'm excited so love to come on love, anytime I'll finish it pray okay just uh pray whatever you want for anybody listening so yeah yeah um i would just be honored uh father i just thank you so much that this is your dream um you started this you did this to us we didn't did this, do this to ourselves you you spoke it in joel 2 and in acts two seventeen that you would um, you said in the last days, I pour out my spirit on every body, um, that your sons and daughters would prophesy. And so I just pray right now for any listeners right now, maybe they've shut down the gift because it's been misused. Lord, uh, I thank you that you, um, we don't have to throw out the gifts because of somebody else's behavior, but you want to ignite that in their life again. And I just ask right now that, you would just begin to heal that place of maybe pain that they've experienced. Um, we are, I, I just want to say, I'm so sorry. Um, I, I do, I do get this a lot where people have experienced that. And I, I just hope you hear my mama's heart. Like I have such a mama's heart that, um, that is, that was not the way it was supposed to be used. Um, but God's not done with you. Um, like he has more for you. So I, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would just receive his healing from those places and understand that it is a gift from God of love, a gift of God of love, and that you would um, once again, just um, maybe in your small way, what is the next step for you in this moment after watching this 
podcast, um, listening to this podcast, that God would inspire you to go, you know, I want to explore that again. I just, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that he would inspire you um, to move again in the Holy Spirit. And I pray, Father, for those that have never felt like that they've heard your voice, that right now in the name of Jesus, that's a lie. I break that off right now because you are hardwired to hear him. I just release your voice to speak so clearly um, to, to your sons and daughters right now in the name of Jesus and that your heart would flow right now uh, to them. Your heart would just flow right now by the power of your Holy Spirit would flow right directly into them. And they would even start getting pictures um, and, and, you know, just impressions. And they would know that's you, all the words they're getting, all the impressions that they're getting, the things that are being highlighted to them. That's all you speaking to them. Yes, you're going to speak to them through your word and through other people and through sermons, but also, Lord, you are so madly in love with them and you want relationship with them that you are engaging with them on so many levels, Lord. I thank you just for the way that you are just popping the, just awakening God, awakening those places inside of your sons and daughters. I just say, um, you are awakening them to your voice. And I'm so excited, Lord. There has been no time in history, like right now of prophecy being stirred up amongst your sons and daughters. This is the most time of people prophesying on planet earth, right? There's no, there's been no other time like right now. There are more people prophesying today than in any time in history, because you want us to know who you are. You want the dignity. You want to give us that dignity of being able to hear the voice of our daddy, God of our creator. And you want us to be able to hear you, to hear your thoughts towards us, which are good. You are a good father and you love us. You love us. And I'm so grateful that you have good plans. You have good plans for us and you are a good father. And I pray that everyone listening would just um, right now take a moment to just pause and even just stop for a minute and just say, I receive the goodness of God. I receive the goodness of hearing his voice. And any voice that you you felt like you've heard that's angry at you, that is not the Father's voice. That is not his voice. It's his loving kindness that leads us to repentance. It's his loving kindness that leads us. He leads kindly. He's the kindest person you'll ever meet. So I just thank you, Papa. I thank you that your voice is kind. I thank you that your love is kind. And I thank you that your plans for us are good. And I just release that over every single person in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. And while Tracy was uh, praying, I just saw this picture of if you feel like you're stuck, if your wheels are spinning, you've been in the same place for a long time. I just felt like God was saying that he's bringing you into new heights and new depths of his heart. Mm. And so at this time, just be open to to, um, to, to getting out of that rut. God's, yeah. God's been waiting for you to just put the fires back down. It's, you know, yeah. You're going to spin on the gravel again. And um, I just see that. I see that God's drawing you into a new place of intimacy and deeper. Amen. Heart. And uh, that's something that we should all be excited for because yeah. you can never stop going deeper in his heart. So. That's exciting. Awesome. Thank you, Thomas. Yes. Thank you so much. Hi, thank you so much for listening. 
please like and subscribe to the Seeker of Truth podcast. And also visit our website, seekeroftruth.co, for more information about all of our guests and how you can hear more from them. I pray this conversation encouraged, uplifted, and inspired you to pursue truth at a deeper level.